What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 323 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hey. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Why, yes, I'd love a fresca. <laughs> you. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week we've got some news to talk about, and then we're going to review, react, and talk all about the boys. Mm. Boys. Mm. Season two. But before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing? Aubrey, how the hell are you this week? I am living the dream. It's. I don't even know what week of uh, virtual learning and uh, school and all of that. It's uh, been a blast. Zero out of ten would not do it again. <laughs> all right. Does not sound productive or fun. Yeah, it's a blast. <laughs> Mark Ellis, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. I haven't done anything exciting at all. Just uh, vegging out, not going outside. You know, with the um, coronavirus numbers like increasing steadily, uh, I'm like I'm getting a little bit more scared. Even though we're like seven months into it, I'm, I'm being a, a lot more precautious during my uh, during my quarantine days right now. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> coronavirus! <laughs> coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real. Shit is getting real. It is getting real. It's <laughs> not a lie. I still don't know, like, where Noah heard that sound drop because he said that when we watched Mulan. <laughs> Probably got it from you from Osmosis. <laughs> like, the the villain has coronavirus. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's why. The sound, the sound drop, not just coronavirus. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it, how are you doing, Joey? Um, I'm not really doing that well this week. I can be honest with you guys. I'm really depressed. Like, I'm not like joking around or making a joke about it. Like, this week's been rough. This past week's been rough. Really? Um, What's going on? Well, work has been like god awful, like all week. And that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to violate social media policy and explain to you too much about why, but it's been a rough week at work. I'm really tired and. This past week should have been uh, New York Comic Con. Oh, yeah, that's right. So all week, my memories on all my <laughs> social media apps were flooded with, you know, three years worth of going to New York Comic Con. And uh, last year, especially, was just so much fun. So awesome. When we went as press, and we all went together and we get to meet up with a whole bunch of cool people like uh, Dave from Superhero Speak and Random Randy Savage from Colt 45. And it was just 
all week, every, anytime something annoying was happening, I just kept thinking to myself, like, I should be in New York right now. <laughs> I should not be at work dealing with this nonsense. I should be at the Javits Center having fun with my friends over and over again all week. That's all I could think about. So it's it's been it's been a tough week, to be honest with you. It's been pretty depressed. So uh, thankfully, that's enough of that. We're on to... <laughs> to talking more about ourselves. So Marcellus, tell the listeners where they can find more. So was your podcast. All right. So everybody can go to so was your podcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly. You'll find some Netflix, Amazon and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you will find our merchandise there. We have a T public store. The button is right on the website. Click on the button. Pick up some merchandise, t-shirts, mugs, masks, all types of goodies. Uh, you can also support our show by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on that same website. Click on a big A, do your Amazon shopping. When you receive your products, you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and YouTube. We have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Patreon.com backslash Podcast. Shout out to all of our podcast and family in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. Bullshit me, Ashley. Shockwave is just here to talk about Vod for Tots. I swear to God. What the fuck is Vod for Tots? It's new fitness outreach for toddlers. Apparently they're getting obese. Well, shit, I fucking love fat kids. Use me. It's <laughs> my favorite line of this whole season. <laughs> I fucking love fat kids. <laughs> <laughs> getting a little bit ahead of ourselves but uh let's talk about the news we've got news to discuss and we're nerds and it's nerdy news so let's do it yo pump it up it's time for the news yo we getting ready to bring you the news boy all right so this week in nerdy news uh as joey mentioned earlier this would be the week for new york comic-con 2020 but uh because of the pandemic it's all virtual, but that didn't stop the news from coming out. So some things that dropped for New York Comic Con uh, was a couple of trailers. The first trailer I wanted to talk about is from, uh, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. It's an animated TV show from creator Robert Kirkman, who you may remember from The Walking Dead. Uh, they're doing an adaptation of his comic book Invincible, and they dropped the first trailer. It's an animated show. Uh, the animation looks amazing. I thought it was going to be kind of a... Like a cheap, uh, you know, like cheap Cartoon Network type of animation, but it, it's really stylized and looks really cool. It looks like the comic book. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited to see this. I think this is going to be something that, um, that is going to be very entertaining for a lot of people, especially with Robert Kirkman's name behind it. Uh, but that's just my opinion. What did you guys think of it? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, I don't know. I, it looks cool. It, it's just, I'm not big on animation stuff. It's really hard for me to get into animation stuff. And I'm a person that's like 
for anti-animation stuff because there's so much out there that looks really good it's just not my thing and so like i'm sure no one might find it really cool but for me it's just not something that i'm gonna actively seek out to watch oh my goodness did you see how bloody it was i'm not sure you want to let noah watch that (laughs) i don't know i don't know I really like it's so the the DC um, animated stuff yep. is, is kind of cool. Yep. I just got to be really like in the mood for it. All right. All right. Yeah. This, you know, the style did kind of remind me a little bit of like the good DC animated movies. It has that same kind of quality to it. So I don't know. I think it could be cool, but we'll see. Aubrey. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely does have like that animation style. Well, you know, I know you're not a big anime or animation fan, I should say, but uh, well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You better start looking forward to it because it's happening. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, Joey. What about you? What'd you think of it? Um, I thought it looked great. I'm a huge fan of the comic book. Um, I would advise anyone that is interested in watching this to either read the comic or go full spoiler blackout um as much as you can it's hard for like a like 10 year old comic but um because there's a lot of crazy twists and turns to the story that are jaw dropping in the comic so i could imagine they're only gonna be better in the animated series and they're not gonna have that same punch if you already know it's coming so um yeah and aubrey i gotta tell you this is they're they're hiding it as much as they can in the trailer but this is a violent violent comic strip um I would put it up there with like the boys in ter- terms of uh, violence, not so much in like a over the top sort of way, but just in, it's like really violent. So it might not really be something for kids to watch. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really excited. And but most of my excitement comes from having already read the comics. Um, the trailer looks cool. The animation looks cool. But I feel like they are hiding a lot of the story, which they should, like I just said, um, by showing it almost as generic as possible so it, it's tough because as a trailer i don't think it's a huge hook for it but i'm telling you it it gets crazy <laughs> really fast so it's really worth uh checking out when it comes out so i'm excited and i know we're gonna do it on the show sorry Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go unofficial media blackout for the show and if it's uh as many twists as you say it is because i i've heard the book was good but i never read it but uh, yeah, this show looks really good. It's coming out next year, so I will officially be on media blackout for this. Thanks, Joey. Sounds good. All right. So the next trailer is for a new Christmas movie, uh, something that uh you would expect around this time of year. Uh, we got Mel Gibson as Santa Claus, and the movie is called Fat Man. Uh, in it, I can't even. I'm not even sure if I can explain it right, but uh. A kid gets a lump of coal for Christmas and decides that he's going to put a hit on Santa Claus. Uh, Walter Goggins plays the hitman who's going to go after Santa. And, of course, Santa is Mel Gibson, who's a badass. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure who this movie was made for. It could be good. I'm, I don't know. I, I, I have weird feelings about this. But what did you think of the trailer? Let's start with Joey. I thought it looked fucking awesome. <laughs> really? Uh, I love Walton Goggins in anything, uh, going all the way back to The Shield, which is uh, one of my top TV shows of all time. And I just I think he's a phenomenal actor. So I'll watch him in anything. And I, I don't know. This seems like it's a lot of goofy fun. 
it looks uh, violent and hilarious and crazy. And, and I'm all in. I'm all in for this kind of crazy, weird, violent movie. So obviously, again, not one for the kiddies. But, well, depending on your kiddies, I might watch it with my son. But um, it just looks crazy. Like, who the fuck came up with this concept and who was able to get the money to make it <laughs> and have this cast? <laughs> so, not that Mel Gibson's doing much these days. I, I'm sure if you just present him with something interesting and some money, he'll do it. But, um, yeah, it just looks really crazy. I am all in on this. I cannot wait to do it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're, I guess we're doing it. Um, Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of the trailer? I thought this movie looked really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed that we're doing it because it looks so stupid. <laughs> I was not excited. Slim pickings in 2020, Aubrey. Yeah, apparently. It's so stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, that one is dropping November. Well, it's estimated it's going to drop around November 13th. So uh, we'll see. Uh, they haven't given it official date, but that's what uh, that's what it's looking like. So yeah, so look forward to that. You can probably tell by our reactions to the trailer what our reactions are going to be to the movie. So this is going to be very interesting. <laughs> Who knows? It could turn out to be amazing. Exactly. Aubrey could love it. Yep, exactly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Aubrey likes. You know, vampires versus the Bronx. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we're in trouble. We're in trouble with that one. <laughs> so then in uh, some superhero news, it looks like we got someone joining the cast of Spider-Man 3 after the announcement of Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. You figure, how can you possibly top that? It doesn't get any better than that. But uh, they're doing it. Looks like Doctor Strange will be making an appearance in the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Uh, this isn't his first cameo. He had a great cameo in Thor Ragnarok. So I'm not really expecting a lot, uh, but his introduction does kind of give me the idea that they're going to be playing with this multiverse a little bit more, uh, especially with Jamie Foxx coming in and uh, Doctor Strange's movie being a multiverse of madness. So I think I think we could see some uh, some other Spider-Man, uh, some multiverse Spider-Man action in this movie. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 3. Aubrey, I know how much you love Benedict Cumberbatch. Are you excited for this casting? This has not been a good week for Aubrey. <laughs> um, I liked him in Thor Ragnarok. I don't like him as a person. Um, I think he is not pleasing on the eyes. But he's a good Doctor Strange. I really loved the Doctor Strange movie. I liked him in Thor Ragnarok. So I am okay with him being in Spider-Man. If it kind of covers up Jamie Foxx being there, then I'm all for it because Jamie Foxx is really disappointing. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Joy, what about you, man? Well, I mean, of course, I'm excited about anything MCU related. Um, uh, this kind of starts to make a bit of a multiverse trilogy for us with WandaVision and Doctor Strange 2 and now Spider-Man 3. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um it just opens up all these wacky, crazy cameos that I'm just like thinking in my head, like how amazing they would be. Yeah. <laughs> like Jennifer Garner Electra like really needs to show up. <laughs> uh, that is that is not going to happen. I hope you just hear like muffled Evanescence playing in the background. 
of a sudden there she is. I know, I know, we're getting a little crazy, but um, yeah, I just my my main concern is just like trying to stuff too much into the movie. Um, so we'll see what they do, but I, I have faith in the. I don't have faith in Sony. I have the faith in the uh, Marvel creative team to make sure something is put out that works. Um, for all our bitching and moaning, I think the worst movie they've ever put out in the whole MCU is probably a two and a half out of five. So I'd say that's a pretty good track record over like 22 movies. Yeah. So I, I'm not ultra concerned. I just, you know, if you're going to be like, all right, here's Tom Holland. And now here's, you know, I mean, it'd be really cool if they did it, but like, here's Tobey Maguire and here's Andrew Garfield and here's this guy. And then here's Jamie Foxx. And then here's like all these people coming back or cameos, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's the actual plot of the movie? Like, is there a movie here? Is this just going to be wacky cameos? Like, wh- what are we doing here? So I, I have a little it bit of concern. sounds like a multi-universe yeah. thing. So it would be interesting to see what they do. Hopefully we can get the Japanese Spider-Man with the transforming robot <laughs> in there. Yeah, I know a lot of people aren't that big of fans of the second Spider-Man one, The Far From Home, but I love that movie. I think the director has a, a nice handle on the characters. Um, I didn't quite get it for the first movie, but I got it for the second movie. So the fact that he's doing this one, he's doing the third one, uh, I, I have I have a good feeling on it. The, no matter what they're throwing out, I think he's a good director. So I think he's gonna he's gonna rein it in. He's gonna make something cool. They got to do something to address um, them calling out Peter Parker yep. by his name and like everybody knowing who he is. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, thanks to COVID, uh, by the time they get the movie even started working on. <laughs> Uh, Marvel have the rights to Daredevil back from Netflix. So, I mean, he's probably going to need a lawyer. Oh, look at that. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) We can only hope. All right. So then it wouldn't be a week without a a reboot, remake announcement. Much, hopefully, to Joey's delight, we're getting another Resident Evil movie. Uh, The Resident Evil reboot film. We don't have a date for it, but we do have some of the cast members. Kea Scott Alario, who you might remember fighting an alligator in Crawl. Uh, I remember her from uh, the TV show Skins back in the day. Uh, Robbie Amell from uh, the Arrowverse on uh, the CW. Hannah John Kamen, who you might remember from Ant-Man 3 and My Dreams. But uh, yeah, we're getting a, a Resident Evil movie, and this one is supposed to be a lot more like the video game. So, Joey... How do you feel about Resident Evil coming back and them doing something a little bit more to what you were hoping for? Oh, my God. First of all, I'm super excited. <laughs> this announcement, because as I said before, I, there's this is a great basis for a movie, you know, paramilitary unit against uh, zombies and monsters. Like, that's it's fun. It's what I want to see. It's what everybody wants to see. We don't need a village of Mary Sue character. Uh, uh, matrix kicking dogs like let's fucking get down to the actual story that sold millions and millions <laughs> of video games but uh, i'm excited uh, uh the girl from uh, ant-man and wasp is so hot oh my god what uh characters they say she was playing jill uh you know i didn't catch the names because i'm not too familiar with the game but uh <laughs> that could be it i think she's playing jill which makes it even better because jill's one of my favorite characters so uh, i'm super excited I, I like Robbie Amell, even though like, you know, he's not a great actor, but he was he's good in just about everything I've seen him in. I think he's good for this kind of like B level genre stuff. Yep. <laughs> it just sounds awful. Like I'm not asking for him to be cast in like a Scorsese movie, but for this kind of stuff, 
he's perfect. So I'm super excited about this. We'll see if it actually happens because a long time ago, there was supposed to be a Resident Evil movie written by George Romero. And I believe he's going to direct it as well. And it was heavily based off the first game, like actually based on the storyline of the game with them in the mansion and stuff. And it never happened. So uh, I know better to get my hopes up, but I am very excited about this project. All right. Aubrey, I know you're a fan of uh, the video. I think you're a fan of the video game, right? So this must be somewhat exciting for you. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like movies based off video games. I think they're always a bad idea. You can um, transfer them properly. Like they just don't move over to the cinematic universe very well. Um, I think this is a mistake. I think you should just stop do video games at all because they just can't learn how to transfer them properly. Yeah, you know what? I totally forgot you're not a big fan of that. But did you ever play the video game at all? I've played a couple of them, but they are horror games, and we all know how I feel about that. Right. Right. All right. So we don't have a date for it, but it seems Resident Evil between the animated show on Netflix and a live action show on Netflix and this live action movie, Resident Evil is coming back big time. So uh, I guess we get we better get used to it. All right. So then in the last bit of news, uh, Disney Plus have, has announced that they will be releasing one of their newer movies onto the service. Uh, unlike Mulan, you're not going to have to pay $30 extra. It's going to be released on Christmas Day. And it's the newest Pixar movie, Soul, which I believe was supposed to come out in theaters maybe this summer uh, or probably around Thanksgiving. But on uh, Christmas Day, we will be able to check out the new Pixar flick, Soul, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's from Pete Docter, who, <laughs> who I... I'm a fan of I'm a fan of his work. You know, he did the last movie he did was uh, Inside Out, uh, so that was like an, an emotional movie. And Up, he did that was like a real emotional movie. And I'm looking at his looking at those, and I'm like, ah, I kind of like movies that have a lot more adventure in it. You know, not so much like sadness, like Monsters Inc. Like I, I love that Pixar movie. And then I looked down further, and he directed Monsters Inc. too. So uh, I expect to cry a lot during Soul, or at least to get a little choked up towards the end so uh, yeah i'm excited to have something to watch on christmas day instead of going to the theaters uh, what do you guys think of soul coming out on disney plus let's go back to aubrey i think it's going to be a movie that i watch by myself no one might watch he does like sad movies um he one of his favorite movies is up and i don't quite understand why he loves wally wally's super sad <laughs> um so he might actually really like it. I think it's about a dad that dies, right? And his son goes looking for him or something. I don't remember. Um, but when I saw that it was releasing, I was really confused because I thought it had already been released because they had toys for it at McDonald's a while ago. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But it's kind of nice that they're letting everybody have it instead of charging us an arm and a leg and a firstborn child for it. <laughs> it's a- it's only 30 bucks. It's not that bad. That's right. 30 bucks. I don't want to spend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about Pixar Disney releasing a film that we don't have to pay extra for? <laughs> um, that part's very exciting. Uh, the CEO of Disney, I, I'm gonna, I get all these t- fucking 
technical titles wrong. So I might, it might be a CFO or whatever. I don't know. He was on CNBC today talking about how Disney's pivoting towards streaming. Now they're realigning all their internal studios and stuff um, to really focus on content for Disney plus. Mm-hmm. And that streaming is like the future, blah, blah, blah. Like kickboxing is the sport of the future. Uh, streaming is the future for Disney. And they mentioned, he mentioned in passing, but people like really seized on it that um, theatrical and streaming same day might be a thing very soon. So I'm hoping that that means like more stuff like this, where it just drops on Disney Plus and not that I have to pay extra for it. But honestly, I'd pay extra for certain movies, not for all of them. Um, as for this movie, I was interested in watching it. But like you said, Mark, and like you said, Aubrey, it's probably going to make me cry. <laughs> I don't want to fucking I don't really want to sit down on Christmas Day and start weeping. Um, I don't know if it'll beat Coco. That movie like destroyed me. <laughs> My mom was this, this is the thing with Coco. So like my mom was in the hospital um, in hospice. So my mom was dying um, at the time. Wow, this is an uplifting episode. Seriously? And uh, I'd gone there every single day. So like I would get out of work third shift at my other job at my job and I would go home, take a shower, go to the hospital for like five or six hours and sit with her and then I'd go home, sleep for a few hours and go to work. Um, and finally, there was just one day where I was like, I can't do this today. I just I can't like mentally or physically do this. And Coco had come out and I was like, let me a thing I love to do is go to the movies with my family. So let me take uh, Colin to the movies. and We'll go see Coco. And I didn't know it was about like his grandmother's like <laughs> has Alzheimer's. Yep. <laughs> and that's like what my mom was in the hospital dying of. So I'm just like a mess. <laughs> I was just a disaster in the movie theaters that day, but I hit it well because you know you want to show your son that you're like crying like I'm like a man, you know? right? Right, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't cry. Take this football and go outside. <laughs> don't come back in until you don't remember Coco anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't really want to deal with sadness. I'm not a big fan of sadness in movies. I don't mind like some crushing depression, but not like total crushing depression. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, obviously we're going to watch it for the podcast. So, um, yeah. hopefully it's good Has a good pedigree of movies they've made and has a good cast. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It probably won't be sad, but I'm just basing it based on inside out up and monsters, Inc. The end of monsters, Inc. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. That's all I got for the news. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about The Boys Season 2. Hey, everybody. This is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to watch all of season two of The Boys. We decided to wait until it was all out so everybody had a chance to watch it and we had a full season to discuss. So let's get it started First, we'll go non-spoiler quickly, and then we'll jump right into spoilers, which, of course, will be delineated by Mark Ellis playing the sound drop. But just to start, Aubrey, what did you think of The Boys Season 2? 
Um, season two was definitely um, shocking. Shockingly good or shockingly bad? I mean, it was good, but it's <laughs> some things I don't want to spoil yet. But that, that I was like, man, this was fucked up my day. <laughs> right, <laughs> Marcellus, how about you? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed pretty much every episode that came out. Uh, it was definitely something to look forward to on Fridays. But I, I did realize um, probably about two episodes in, two or three episodes in, like it dropped on Friday. And uh, it usually dropped like Thursday night at midnight. So if you're up late, you can catch it. But I'm like, I don't want to go to sleep with those images in my head. <laughs> So <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not watching this on Thursday night. I'm going to wait until Friday to watch it. But uh, yeah, every week it was, it was, I was super impressed by how good it was week to week to week. All right. Well, I will uh, just jump in and say, I, I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, I think it's a fucking fantastic show. Um, the gore and uh, content it's a little much, not for me, but I could see for other people. So, you know, I was talking to someone at job number two and I had mentioned how much I loved the show and we had gotten uh, merchandise in for it. So that's, they didn't nice. know what any of the stuff was because they hadn't watched the show at all. And they were like, oh, should I watch it? And I know them as a person because I've worked with them for a long time. And I was just like, well, I don't really think you'd like it because it's really mean spirited, really ultra violent. And there's just next to no characters to cheer for. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is an awful person in this show. And they were like, Ooh, that's not for me. (laughs) Like, okay, good. Don't watch it. please. So so it's, it's, it's not exactly the easiest recommend to people, but I, I I gotta say, I'm like putting it up there in my top shows of the year right now. But um, let me let me ask you guys a quick question though, Aubrey. How did you feel about it coming out every week instead of all at once? Um, it was kind of nice because I did have something to look forward to, and I would watch it every week with Josh. Um, so it was, was kind of nice. Yeah, I I actually didn't mind it for this show. I didn't mind it. If it was anything else, I would be a little bit. Uh, bothered by it because and inconvenienced by it, but this one I actually did look forward to watching every single week. What about you, Mark? How did you feel about that drop every week instead of all at once? Yeah, we had talked about this before. Like there might have been a reason for them to do it, and um, based on some of the news articles, I think it worked. I think their plan worked. Uh, but I, yeah, I didn't mind it dropping week to week because they didn't necessarily leave it. Uh, like a super cliffhanger at the end of the episode, like the credits would would roll, like the credits would come up, and I would be like, okay, whew, okay, <laughs> we've we've made it past that one, you know, take a little time to recalibrate before I'll watch the next one. I don't think I could, I don't think I can watch all of these in a row without just feeling <laughs> just like just like shivering in a corner somewhere, like in a fetal position at the end of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't mind. I liked I liked the week to week. All right, all right. I was pretty against it be honest with you when it first came out um i watched the first three over the course of two days and i was like man i really want to watch more really want to watch more uh this sucks blah 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 blah. but then as we got into the flow of the season i actually almost god i don't want to say this because i don't want to even put it out in the world and like make other um (laughs) streaming things do it but i actually preferred it this way (laughs) wow it 
it was easier for me to just find a quick hour somewhere yep. in my weekend or week. You know, if on a Friday morning I come home from job number one and I don't have to work at job number two that day, you know, once everybody's in their rooms uh, working from home or schooling from home, because I can't obviously watch this when the kids are. <laughs> um, well, you know, Janine's fine, but, uh, you know, I don't want to watch this near Colin. You know, I could squirrel away for an hour and just bang it out and still go to bed. It wasn't like I, I felt the crush of having to like watch eight to nine hours of TV quickly over the course of three days. So uh, I, I actually preferred that, you know, and same thing with The Mandalorian when that came out. You know, me and my son would watch it every Saturday morning when I would get home from work. We'd quickly run in the living room and watch it together. So that was something to look forward to for a few weeks, which is nice. Um, but then again, when Stranger Things drops, I don't know when the fuck is that even coming out at this point? What next year, maybe? Pro- um, probably next summer. Yeah, I know they're filming yeah. it now. So like that's that's a different tradition at our house where like everyone watches it independently of each other, but we're all racing to watch it as fast as possible so we can talk about it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want Stranger Things to come out once a week, but. I, I see why they're doing it because it, it definitely keeps the show in the zeitgeist for uh, like this was people were talking about this for eight weeks as opposed to one weekend. So because yep. think of the Umbrella Academy like that came out. Everyone talked about it for a weekend or a week and a half. And now it's does anybody talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, I think some people probably forgot it even came out this year. Right. So I, I kind of understand why they're now starting to move back to this format. So anything else? Anyone wants to say non-spoiler? Nope. All right. I, I, I will like to say that I love, and I, if you had told me this at the beginning of the show, like episode one, season one, if you had told me this before, I wouldn't have believed you. I love Homelander. I'm a huge Homelander fan, and I there's no way that I would have, at the end of season one, or end of episode one, season one, there's no way I would have liked this character, but the actor is so good. That he makes he he's just magnetic when he gets on a screen and he plays that character so well. So uh, yeah, I I just want to say that he is my probably my favorite character. Um, I think they do such a good job with that character because you know it's like putting a ticking time bomb in any scene. Yes, because <laughs> you don't know how he's going to react and he can kill every single other character in the show <laughs> with no problem. So it's always like you almost feel like on edge when he's there because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So, but we'll get into that in a minute. So let's drop the drop and let's spoil the shit out of the boys season two. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, guys. So let's start with some things that we liked from this season. Aubrey, I know this, some of the violence and, uh, <laughs> The things that happened might have been much for you, but what did you love about the season of The Boys? I liked all the twists and turns. I think it kept everybody on edge the entire time. And I liked that about last season, too, but I feel like it was amped up more in this one. There was more complexity to the story. There's different characters that have different storylines. So I really liked all those pieces of it. It was very complex compared to last season. You know, we'd spent all last season building up these characters, and now we actually see them in the story, which I really like. Um, I like getting into all of their background, Stormfront's background, Homelander's background a little bit, uh, Lamplighter. You don't 
really focused very much on A Train and uh, Starlight. And the Deep is kind of in there doing his weird things. Uh, the Church was really funny, and the ending, like <laughs> I remember saying, Josh, because I finished the season finale before he did because he fell asleep and he woke up the next morning and I told him he had to finish it. And we were like 10 minutes before the ending and I had to go to work and I said, keep watching. There's another twist. And he said, there's 10 minutes left to the show. I was like, I know there's 10 minutes left to the show and there's still one more final twist as if uh, the other twist that happened before that wasn't big enough. There's another one. So, I really like it kept me engaged the whole time. There wasn't a time where I was bored watching a single episode and that's really hard to do. So I really well, we appreciated know. that. And I like it. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that. All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, I loved everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed like all of the characters. I really enjoyed the writing this season. I thought the writing was really good for the most part. I had a couple of nitpicks, but save that for later on. But for the most part, the goal of what they're trying to do for this superhero show. <laughs> sorry, I was just all of, I suddenly had an image of the uh, the Justice League like film that they're in the middle of making in the background, which just cracks me up. The uh, subversive nature of um, superhero storytelling that they're trying to do. Uh, I think they, they aimed pretty high and I think they actually got it. A few things didn't quite work, but I really, really enjoyed the writing and I really enjoyed all of the characters, uh, especially Huey. I thought Huey, like that actor does such a good job of being just like the normal kind of goofy guy. Like he really excels in it. And there's always a, you know, at least in the beginning of season one, I'm like, there's no way like this guy would survive with these badasses. But he makes it work. He 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 makes it believable, and his view on things is is very uh, is very comforting in a world of where people are just like just pure evil, where the superheroes are pure evil. So yeah, I really enjoyed the writing. I really enjoyed the performances, um, and I really love all of the inside jokes. That Justice League joke is fucking amazing, amazing. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I like I said up front, I loved this season of the show. I agree with you, Mark. The writing is phenomenal. I think a lot of the acting is phenomenal, especially uh, oh, Homelander was great, um, as always, just like we said. Um, I, just, I loved everywhere I went with the storyline. And I like the fact that the show is so fucked <laughs> that, all right, when he shoved his kid off the roof. <laughs> Did you think the kid was dead? <laughs> no, of course not. Aubrey. <laughs> yes. I did too. <laughs> because the show is so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> the show is just so fucked up sometimes. That I'm like, Did he just fucking killed that kid. <laughs> like, that's it. The kid's dead. That, that's the fucking show. <laughs> Like, I legit thought his son was dead. Um, but yeah, even the kid that played his son wasn't annoying in the show, and that's hard to pull off with kid actors. So um, everything was good, man. I, I thought it was hilarious that uh, Queen Maeve was <laughs> suddenly became like the poster child for uh, LGBTQ. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was a, I had a friend of mine that was talking to me about it and said it was a good, and because that, that's, you know, they're part of that community and they they mentioned that it was a good representation of how 
corporations use <laughs> gay and queer people um, for their ends mm-hmm. <laughs> only when they need it. So I thought that was amusing. It was not something I would have picked up on until somebody pointed it out to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much cool stuff going on in the show. The twists and turns were crazy. Um, you know, Aubrey, what was the, what, what to you was the like craziest scene in the whole season? Like what stands out to you as like your favorite scene from this whole season? Oh, I don't know. Um, the whale. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucked up. Uh, I totally forgot about the whale until you just said that that scene was so messed up. I I don't know if I have a favorite scene. I was really happy when um, Kamiko didn't die. I was happy that she also came around, too. And uh, her and Frenchie have a really nice kind of bond now. Um, And I don't know if I have a favorite scene. Maybe the doppelganger episode. (laughs) Because that was so... Like, on another level of demented... Yep. And she just like took Homelander to a whole new level messed up. <laughs> that was very strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. And disturbing. <laughs> How about you, Mark Ellis? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's my favorite scene, but the most uh the scene that stands out to me the most, the one that gives me shivers in the middle of the night, <laughs> is the I love sausage. That scene <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's that is dick? <laughs> and I love the fact that when uh, <laughs> or like the scene after that when um Huey's I think it's Huey talking to Butcher and Fritchie's in the background, he's like, Hey, tell him about the dick <laughs> And the poor guy's traumatized and Fritchie doesn't give a shit. I fucking love that. Alright. Alright. Um I gotta say my probably my favorite scene in the whole um the whole um season was when all three of the girls beat up Stormfront. <laughs> yeah. That was very cathartic after a very long season of her being uh, evil. So it felt really good to see her get her ass kicked. <laughs> Even though it didn't uh, it didn't do the finisher off. It was very cathartic. So uh, that was probably my favorite scene. What about uh, things you didn't like, though, in the show, Aubrey? Anything that stuck out to you didn't like about the boys season two? Honestly, I don't even know if anything sticks out to me that I didn't like. Um, Starlight kind of annoys me sometimes, but that's the only character that annoys me. Why does Starlight annoy you? I don't know. Tread lightly, you're talking about my waifu here. (laughs) I don't know why. She just, sometimes her acting her character, I think, is a little bit whiny. And I don't think that they have done a really good job at portraying her being independent. I still think she's kind of got this dependency on, I don't know, she seems weak, I guess is where I'm going. I, I wish that they did a better job at making her a stronger woman almost like queen Maeve, where they make her stronger in a way i just feel like she comes across as kind of whiny and stereotypical womanly okay all right all right you're entitled to your wrong opinion um (laughs) (laughs) mark ellis how about you 
I know you said you had some nitpicks, so. Yeah, just a few, just a few. Uh, one of the things, I mean, as much as we enjoy like them doing the week to week episodes, I did kind of lose track of some of the political story points, especially towards the end. Like I kind of forgot about the the girl that that's uh, that's like the senator that you know it was revealed that she's like one of the main bad guys. So I did kind of lose track of that story a little bit. Um, they introduced like a Hawkeye character in the beginning of the season. And I was really looking forward to seeing what he was going to do. Uh, I love this line about, uh, I got bow and arrows against uh, AK-47s. Like, what, what's that going to do? Uh, so I was really looking forward to seeing more of him. And uh, he kind of disappeared. And the, the storyline with the church and the fresca, I was kind of hoping for a bigger payoff with that. Uh, maybe it's something that's coming in the next season. But they, I feel like they put so much emphasis on it for this season. I was hoping for some kind of a... A, a little bit of a, of a bigger payoff, but... Uh, uh, Mark? Yeah. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. They, the showrunner did a Twitter Q&A. Okay. Um, I want to say yesterday, which was like spoiler-based and everybody could ask questions. And someone asked him about Fresca and what was up with the Fresca. And he said there's zero meaning to it. They just thought it was funny. Oh. <laughs> And it let them use the line "fuck Fresca," <laughs> which is a great fucking line in the show. But yeah, there is no significance to them drinking Fresca all the time. Ah, I mean, I, I guess that's fine. I mean, they they paid off the the almond joy thing, and they paid off the Billy Joel thing. Uh, I don't know. I just assumed the Fresca was going to be next on deck, but I, apparently not. So yeah, that was that was one of the things that I didn't like. I, I wanted the the Hawkeye slash Green Arrow character to come back, and I wanted that church storyline to pay off bigger, like his wife or the lady that like groomed him. I wanted more of that stuff. All right, anything else? That's it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, like the any any other little nitpicks that I might have about it is completely outweighed by the great storytelling. And it's, I think, like the the way that they have these relationships between like Butcher and his father, and Homelander and his son, uh, Starlight and her mother, like those kind of um, family relationships, the way that they work those into this ridiculous world, I think is amazing. So like any nitpicks that I have, are, I can put, put aside as long as they keep doing good storytelling like that. All right. All right. Um, for myself, I mean, there really wasn't much that I didn't like about it. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't really have anything to add. I, I And that's not to say it's perfect. It's not perfect. I'll agree with you, Mark, that the uh, some of the political stuff was hard to keep track of just because it would disappear for like an episode or two and then it would come back. And I it wasn't something I had been paying a ton of attention to, which might be my own fault. I was more invested in like the boys and the seven and blah, blah, blah all that going on where I wasn't paying too much attention to the machinations of of this is Senator such and such. This is so-and-so from the CIA. Like I wasn't paying that much attention to it. So when it started to pay off at the end, it was just kind of like, Oh man. Okay. I, I get it. The person that's supposed to be AOC is actually uh, has superpowers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to complain about at all. Uh, I just, I thought it was awesome. So I guess my, my things I didn't like section is pretty whack, but uh how about, let me ask you guys another question. Aubrey, what did you think of uh, Butcher's wife dying at the end? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was freaking devastated. 
<laughs> I was so devastated. It were you were you expecting that at all? My day, <laughs> no, ruined my day. <laughs> all right, Mark Callis. I'm totally fine with it. Uh, the boys have enough people <laughs> on their team. <laughs> they don't need Butcher's wife hanging around there too, because she's just going to complicate things. So I was totally fine with it. I, the only thing I didn't understand is how did uh, Stormfront get fried, like fucking fried, and then the mom got like a gash in her neck. Like I wasn't quite sure how she wasn't completely burnt up. But you know, I didn't. I don't. I, don't, I didn't care. I, I was fine with it. Totally fine with it. Uh, I would have rather if she was going to die. I think I would have handled it better if it wasn't the son that did it. That part killed me yep and maybe it's just because i have a son but oh my god (laughs) i was done (laughs) yeah that was uh that was tough i was not expecting that i thought they were going to get her and the kid out and then she would just disappear for a while come back as a plot point later on at some point but uh yeah i was not expecting uh i was not expecting that so yeah i can't say i was unhappy with it because it's fine in the context of the show but it sucked (laughs) <laughs> to watch it was not fun <laughs> so let's get a couple more questions out there before we rate it and wrap it up aubrey who's your favorite character on the boys uh i think frenchy and kaniko right. i like them both mark ellis i'm a big a train fan and uh i love the deep actually i wish he had to do a little bit more this season i was kind of waiting for his story to pay off too but i, I think don't- I don't think they're going to do anything with him other than really just have him suffer <laughs> the rest of the show. I think that's his fate is to not get redeemed, <laughs> to just fucking be an asshole for the whole series. And I would be okay with that because he was a, an asshole. Mm-hmm. But they give him like a lot of the goofiness, like he's like the worst spy in the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> he infiltrates the set and you're like. Can't even think of a lie of why he's there. Um, they give him like all of the goofy comedy, and that actor fucking kills it every time. So, yeah, I, I like I like the deep, I like A Train, and I love Huey. So, uh, yeah, the comedy guys, I like those. Guys. I wish that they would make like a Gossip Girl uh, reference to the deep. They probably why? they probably will because he was a huge character in Gossip Girl. Oh, I don't know. I never even saw that. So yeah, in. He was one of the main characters in Gossip Girl. He was the gossip or was he the girl? (laughs) (laughs) He was the boyfriend of one of the gossip girls. Ah, I see. All right. Well, um, my favorite character is probably Butcher. I I love, I think he's just totally badass. Yep. I would say as a, he's probably my favorite character. Um, I think Starlight is like the hottest chick. (laughs) No. Yes, she's smoking hot. I love her. Um, I really liked uh, Stormfront was like awesome to hate. Yep. She did a great job as a villain. Um, a lot of the things that she said were like, like torn right off of like 4chan, <laughs> which always makes me giggle when you see like the dark web leaking into real life. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, yeah, I think I've argued with that person on 4chan before. Um, but it was funny. And uh, she was smoking hot, too. But, you know. And she was very hot at the end of the show. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, I was it. really confused when uh, she went on that whole German rant because I t- I'm taking German this semester, and I was like, "What the hell is she talking about apples for?" <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up. 
I was like, okay, so I didn't mishear her. She was talking about Apple. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, they have a whole translation online about she's like talking to Frederick and explaining how like the best day of her life was when they went apple picking. And oh. or they sat underneath an apple tree, and her daughter ate an apple. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for the boys season two. Let's get a score from zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey, what'd you think of the boys season two? I'm gonna give it a uh, five out of five. There wasn't much this year that kept my interest like the boys did. You're, you're all in for season three? All in for season three. All right, Mark Callis, how about you? Uh, yeah, nitpicks aside, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Uh, it is really, really good. It's really good storytelling uh, and really gruesome, and uh, it did what it, it came to do. So, yeah, 4.5 out of 5. Awesome. Well, I will go. Oh, you're in for season three also, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to see what happens with Huey. Now that he's entering into that whole new world, I'm ready for it. All right. Well, I'm going to also uh, echo Markellis. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Uh, I think this is great. Very tiny nitpicks here and there, but otherwise, this is top tier stuff. Uh, I'm all in for season three, and now I've got a really big bunch of choices for you know TV show of the year when we do our wrap-up show later on in a few months, because I was adamant the last dance was definitely going to be my TV show of the year for probably like half the year. And now like this came out and it's freaking amazing. And there's some other things. So it's going to be a tough one, but uh, yeah, I recommend people check out the boys. If uh, you can handle the content, (laughs) (laughs) if you, if you, if you know yourself and you know, you can handle the content, you will love it. If you're not into that type of stuff, you know, as much as we're praising it and as awesome as it is, there's just certain people this is not for. So yes. <laughs> you might be that person. So skip it. But that aside, let's get some recommendations. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners this week? I've been watching House. So anybody that has Amazon Prime, you can watch the entirety of House on Amazon Prime. It's good. I like um, Hilary in all of them. Wasn't the girl that was in Tron Legacy in that show? Yes. Oh, maybe I'll have to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) She has uh, bisexual relations with some women in it. And you said this is on Amazon Prime? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So we got a new contender for for show of the year right now. (laughs) Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I want to recommend a, a documentary that's coming out on Netflix this week. I haven't seen it yet, but it's called Black Pink Light Up the Sky. It's all about oh, one of the God. biggest K-pop groups in the history of the world right now. They are dominating the K-pop landscape. And if you have no idea what K-pop is, if you are somewhat interested in it, you can follow BTS because they're one of the biggest K-pop groups in the world. Or you can follow these four cute girls and see their journey to... Uh, world domination so it's going to be on netflix uh october 14th black pink light up the sky okay um i will suggest that you go to so where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page 
movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon music, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel, go to YouTube, search. So is our podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content. Adam has a whole bunch of New York comic con 2020 wrap up videos on the way. He's working on that as we speak. There's also some cool interviews and unboxings on there as well. So check it out. Don't forget our Patreon page. You can monetarily support the show at patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. Uh, this month is the only place to hear our review of LX 2048, as well as myself reviewing Ver- Verotica and uh, some other things as well. So check out our Patreon. You can also support us by going to our T Public store. Go to SoWizardPodcast.com. The link is right there on the front page, and you can buy cool merchandise, including T-shirts, mugs, notebooks, masks, just about anything that we can fit our logo on. It's there. Check it out. And I will recommend (laughs) that you check out the movie Love and Monsters, starring perennial frontrunner for Women Crush of the Year, Jessica Henwick, because that, my friends, is what we will be talking about next week on the podcast. That's going to do it for this week, episode 323 of The Boys. Mm. Boys! Mm. Season 2, I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hey, crowd. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, Everybody have a great week. Have a fresca. Stay safe. And Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Fuck Fresca. (laughs) (laughs) Good journey. Boys.